the vibe on the team is is very good. Um, I think just a lot of momentum coming out of that game, and I think the guys are very hungry and motivated to to improve on some of the mistakes that we made. And you know, we we praise the the good things, and we we're working to correct the things uh, that need to be corrected. But overall, um, I think the guys are bought in and believe in just the culture that that Kalani's constantly working to establish. So it's good, good vibes right now. Well, good. Thank you. We'll start with a question from Darnell Dixon, the Herald, then Norma Gonzalez, the Tribune, and Jay Katz, of Deal. Yeah, Preston, uh, the first thing I wanted to ask was, how often does the game plan that you guys put in pretty much work as is during a game, as opposed to the defensive staff needing to make adjustments similar to what happened against Houston? You know, I think, so going in the game, uh, we felt really confident in our game plan. And I think uh, they made a few plays, just, you know, great effort and credit their quarterback. I thought their quarterback made some big time throws uh, throughout the, the game and the receivers were making some really, um, some really tough catches, which, you know, as a coach, sometimes that can uh, get you to venture off from your game plan where you feel like you're making the right adjustments. And that's where I think you just need to continue to have discipline and belief in your game plan and fall back on what you prepared for because really they, they did what we thought they were going to do. And, you know, really what happened was we just decided let's go back to the original game plan and, and let the players win the game, which is what exactly what they did. So um, sometimes you got to deviate a little bit away from it, but I think in general you can just make adjustments within the scheme, whether it's adjusting a guy's alignment or what he's keying or, or, you know, whatever they're doing to attack you, you know, I think it doesn't necessarily always require a complete change of scheme, just minor adjustments within it, you know. As a follow-up real quickly about George Udo, um, what's about his progress has got him into the game, getting some reps, and then, of course, you guys used him pretty, uh, pretty strongly toward the end of that Houston game, made some big plays for you. Yeah, uh, George, I think he, he really stepped up uh, in the in the tail end of the game, um, especially for a young guy who hasn't played a lot of football at that position. Because um, keep in mind, he was a defensive end in high school. And um, but just I think he's he's making strides and, and he's got a really high ceiling. And um, I think for him, it was a is a great huge step in the right direction, just building confidence. I felt like um, after the QB scrambled for the touchdown, and then he got the pick on the two-point conversion. I, I, like myself, from watching the box, you saw a change in his demeanor, and you saw him get stronger as the game went on. And so, you know, I, we feel confident and, and really hope that he continues to build off the success that he had at the tail end of the game. But um, I think uh, as he keeps working and just gets more reps and learning and understanding the, the defensive back position, I think he's going to be a, a really good player as, as he continues his career. Hey, Preston, what can you tell me about Seth Daw and how his journey throughout his BYU career has led him to the position that he's in now? Well, first off, you know, PG guys, he's a PG guy, you know, so we're, they're, they're built a little different in PG, you know what I mean? So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's been fun to watch Zach. I mean, 
he's obviously he's outside of my position, but just talking as the safeties coach, um, I think he's one of the tougher guys on our on our team. I mean, everybody knows he was a state champion wrestler and he had opportunities to go wrestle at some pretty big time programs. But, you know, I, I think he's just another example of just resilience and and toughness, is, which is what we look for um, in the, in the players that we try and bring in here. Um, I think he's been a great example of that. And it's, it's fun to see, it's fun to see guys uh, have success at knowing their story and, and what they've had to go through. And, and I, I think it uh, like, it matters to his teammates too. You know, like they, they, they notice, they, they know the struggle that he's been through and the growth and stuff. And um, it's, it's great for the culture of the team. Like culture will always trump strategy and, you know, as you bring in guys right for, that are right for the culture, you know, I think Zach is a great – he's a great player, but he's also great for the culture on our team. Preston, I wanted to ask you about your senior tandem of Troy Warner and Zane Anderson. Last year you graduated guys like Austin Lee from your unit, but what have you seen from your own guys that lead you to think, you know what, we have the same carryover from last year and we're playing the exact same, or is it different? You know, they're, they're – I mean, Troy and Zane – are different than the, you know than dying in, in Austin and different in in a unique way and I think it's good to be different you know definitely um, you know Troy has had experience playing corner Zane's had experience playing linebacker you know I th- so I think they bring a, a slightly different perspective at times uh, to the position you know um, but I, I've been really fortunate as the as their coach to graduate two seniors and replace them with two veteran seniors who have played a lot of football throughout their career. And so it's, it's uh, it definitely makes your job easier as a coach to have players like those guys and um, in your room. And, you know, it's, you, you got to lean on your seniors, uh, especially in, in times of adversity or in games like uh, what we just faced, you know, it's, it's really, you, you ride on the seniors to, to really lead from the front and, and I think they both showed up at critical moments in the game. I think, you know, Zane had a couple opportunities where he was near interception and Troy had some tight coverage and some critical downs. And um, I think a lot of that falls on on just their senior leadership. They're both captains and have definitely experienced their highs and lows throughout their career. And like I said, it's all, it's all those, it's those moments that I think are added a lot of or contribute a lot to, to your team. And just real quickly, uh, we talked with Zane yesterday, and he said that the cover one scheme or the man coverage you guys ran in that game against Houston it was the first time he had experienced it extensively during his time at BYU. Based on what you saw, do you think it can be something you guys can use more more going forward or something you guys can put into the game plan more readily? Uh, yeah, I think it's a week-to-week thing. You know, like in our, in our breakdown, you know, we might be scouting a team and – say that the quarterback, he struggled versus five-man pressure that we pick up. And so, okay, maybe we should implement a little bit more five-man pressure. Or he might have struggled a lot versus drop eight, or this guy struggled versus this, or man, you know. And so I think it's a it's a week-to-week thing. You you know, you definitely want to have an identity as as a defense, but you also need to be able to adapt week in and week out to, to what teams are doing. And credit Houston, they, you know, they did a good job protecting the quarterback and were able to find some holes in some of our zones. And then I think really at halftime, the only adjustment was, you know, going into the game plan, the plan was to play man. And the adjustment was just challenging the players and challenging the seniors to step up and lead. You know what I mean? And, you know, and you saw it, right? I mean, even the the 98-yard drive they had, they had to earn every 
every every play they had to earn it. It was tight coverage. Their quarterback made a couple big time throws, and you know we had some tough breaks with maybe some with some penalties, but they still had to earn it. And that's it was it was encouraging from there. And then you saw the you just saw the shift in the demeanor from from the players. But like I said, that that was the adjustment is just the challenging the boys and and them stepping up to the occasion. So you know it's. Depending, it's a week-to-week thing, though. Like whether we see man or cover two or cover three or quarters, um, it just, like I said, we we have these conversations throughout the week as we evaluate our opponent and what their strengths are on offense and identify who their best players are and and how they get them the ball, and then from there it's okay. What 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 part of our scheme or what what coverage or what call or what front you know, uh, fits best to, to attack them as an offense, you know? And so I think, especially with the direction that offensive football is going, offenses are really good, especially how they're able to spread the foot, the field out and even condense with the same personnel. Um, you gotta be willing, you gotta be able to, to uh, make these tweaks and adjustments to your scheme week in and week out, you know, while still maintaining your identity. So, you know, if like I said, I think we got the dudes to play man and, uh, I'm a big fan of man. I'm a big fan of cover two. I'm a big fan of everything. Drop eight, you know. I, I, if it works, I love it. <laughs> hey, thanks, Coach. We'll take a question from Jared Lloyd, the Herald, and Jay Drew, Desert News. Preston, along the same lines, I wanted to ask about communication because it's an interesting thing when you think of a, a, you know, a, a football game and position coaches and coordinators and the head coach and the players on the field and the players on the sideline. You've had some experience both as a player and a coach. Talk about the importance of having those lines of communication established and being able to work together in that sense to make those adjustments as, as they're needed to be made. Uh, well, I think – uh, part of great communication is just having having camaraderie throughout the staff, which trickles down to the players. Um, w- one of my favorite parts about this this coaching staff and our head coach and the coordinators and then the assistants is everyone cares about each other and there's really not any me guys on the staff. And I think you see that it's it starts with Kalani and his mindset and then it's instilled throughout us as assistant coaches through the players. And again, it says it speaks to a lot about the character about Kalani and then and the coaches and then also the players. And so that I think that communication is important because you know, from from Saturday when times get hard or where you're looking adversity in the face and, you know, maybe even start to question a little bit or you get challenged or you get hit in the face. Like when times get hard, you rely on family. And so, you know, you hear programs throughout the whole country talk about family, you know, and it's, it's really something that you just are, not something that you just say. And, and so it, it's really important. And so I think being able to be together as a staff, the offensive staff and the defensive staff, it's for, for a few seasons now, you know, you kind of get a vibe for just what makes each other tick and kind of what's your style and what's your, you know, footprint on or stamp on a certain coverage, you know, and we all come from different backgrounds as far as, as far as football backgrounds. And so, like I say, it brings a different perspective. And then as we collaborate and as we go in the meetings each week and challenge each other and, and debate, you know, debate and almost and sometimes argue, you know, what we should do or how we should do it, you know, whether the, the DB should step with his left foot first or the right foot first, you know, like to that type of detail. You know, and then by the time we take it out to the practice field, you know, I think we're all on the same page with the with the players. And so, like I said, I, my, myself, 
you know, I still consider myself a really young coach and I've learned a lot from the other coaches and from the players as well, you know, and um, so, yeah, that, that it all plays a role, but it's just, it's all relationships. And, and then when it gets down to the game, you know, as you have a strong relationship with, with, with the players as well, you just call them out in halftime and say, Hey, you got to play better and quit being a little, being stupid, you know, <laughs> like, so I got to censor myself, but just got to play better, man. That's, you can just say that. So. Hey, Preston, uh, in August, when Tom Homo was kind of putting together the schedule, you tweeted out something to the effect of, we want that smoke. Um, now that the season's underway, there's still maybe a few holes in the schedule. Is that the same attitude among the coaches and the players? That you uh, want yeah. to go out that schedule? Sorry, yeah, sorry. I got Chaz right here trying to, trying yeah. to, okay. yeah, he, hey, tag me in that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I think the the players, that's the mindset that they come with, you know, from the kickers like Jake Oldroyd, you know what I'm saying, to the quarterbacks. You know, I think you can see it in just the way that the, the players are playing the game, you know, and that that's that's from them, you know, and I think wanting all the smoke. I mean, you see, you see it in Kalani, like he's not afraid to go for it on fourth down anywhere, you know, because he's got that much confidence in our offense. And if for whatever reason – it doesn't work out for us. He's got that confidence in our defense to bell to bell him out, right? And so we bail each other out. And so that that's the mindset, like, because you, you can't you can't flinch. And college football, it's it's hard to win, you know. And now we're going, we're we're now just you know with the success that we've had this season, we're now the hunted. And so you got to continue to go step into every game and throw the first punch. And like I said, you, you can't flinch. Right, you can't turn your cheek. You gotta, you gotta sell out every game, and I think the players do that. And like I said, it's it's been a process. Like football is a junior senior driven game, and we said a lot of our guys have played a lot as young players and have experienced a lot of highs and lows. And now you're seeing it start to pay off for these guys, you know, because it's, they put the time in and and the sacrifice. And when you work hard and prepared, like you shouldn't have every, any reason to doubt yourself and you should feel confident challenging anybody, you know, and whoever it is, what stars or rankings or whatever conference doesn't really matter. Like we're going to bring our best. And, you know, that's, so that's the player's mindset. So yeah, we do want to smoke. <laughs> like we afraid of nobody.